Hi everyone, Dr. Liz here. I am so happy to talk to you this week. My interview is with Naftali Anderson, and he is a personal coach, and we have such a fun conversation. There is a lot of laughter. I have to warn you about that in this interview. We talk all about how to find your authentic self and why it's important, why he believes it's the key to connection. People struggle all the time with knowing what's authentic, but they often have a sense of what's not, of the sense of detachment from themselves or that they're faking it, or they'll come away from a social situation and be like, why was I like that? That didn't even feel like me. So that's really what Tali concentrates on is how do you find that sense of this is me, this is the real me, and how do I show up in the world that way? Now you'll notice in the interview, my voice is a little scratchy and that's because it was recorded at the end of a very long day. So I apologize for that, but sometimes that's when we have to record the interviews with everyone's busy schedules. Before we jump into it, I am running a mask promotion. Yes, the kind of mask that you wear on your face out and about in the world. I love making them. I started making them at the beginning of the pandemic and tried out a couple of patterns until I found the one that I like the most. And I've made well over a hundred masks. These are double layer masks, one layer quilting cotton, usually with a fun print. Sometimes they're neutrals. And then the other layer is either quilting cotton or soft flannel. And then the ear loops are fleece. I just happened on that by accident early on because honestly you couldn't buy elastic anywhere. So I discovered fleece stretches just like elastic but is a lot softer on the ears. So all of mine have fleece ear loops. So the promotion is leave a review of the podcast on iTunes or Google. Send me a screenshot of it to my email address, drliz at drlizhypnosis.com. And then you can let me know if you have any color preference, but in general, the mass selection is random. And then wait for a nice surprise in your mail. I will mail you out one or two masks. This is open only to US listeners. Sorry, everyone else. And it runs through the end of December, 2020. I sent this out in my newsletter earlier this week and have already sent out like four or five packages. I love doing it. It's so much fun. So I am looking for some new reviews because it helps get the podcast found and then people find it and then they get the help they need either through the free hypnosis files or by working with me or by working with someone I interview. I really believe there's all kinds of ways to heal and that people find the way that's best for them at the time. So that's the promotion. Easy links for you are in the show notes. Click on those links, write a review, send a screenshot to me, get a surprise in the mail. All right, everyone, let's go to our interview. I hope you're having a wonderful week and that you're healthy. Peace. Hi, Naftali. Welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Dr. Liz. Yes. So we were talking a little bit before we started the recording about your interest in the subconscious mind and yeah. studying it and um, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me what have you found out about the subconscious mind? Like where have your studies taken you? 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my studies <laughs> have taken me all over the place. But um, <laughs> really what it, what it comes down to was um, me just trying to get a better understanding of, of myself and me get, trying to get a better understanding of how to help people and what makes us do what we do and all those things. And, um, you know, I guess it really started with looking at beliefs and how powerful they are and, you know, mm-hmm. how we'll, we'll fight to the death for them. And sometimes yeah. we don't even know how they got there. It's you true. Know? <laughs> yes. And um, so just really looking at the subconscious mind and how I almost feel like saying like we kind of get hypnotized every day. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we look at, you think about commercials and different things like that, where there's so much activity going on that keeps our pre- prefrontal lobe cortex going, like busy. Yes. And then that other noise just bypasses that and goes to our subconscious mind, you know, mm-hmm. where you think of things like um, that song that you hate, but you know all the words to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, or the one that like, you love that you don't know. Right. <laughs> you don't even the know. The one the that words. you love that you can't figure out the words to. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh, if I exactly. could just learn those lyrics. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because, and I think it's partially because the song that you hate, you try to kind of ignore, so mm-hmm. you put your thinking brain on something else, but the, the song's still there, and that's going right to your subconscious mind, mm-hmm. you know? And then next thing you know, you're, you're singing the whole thing because it yes. never had to deal with the rejection of the gate. Um, yes, true. Right, it bypasses yeah. the gate. The advertisers are masters at this. Oh, I know. <laughs> right, I know. bypassing the gate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like... It's, Sometimes using their powers for evil, but you know it's <laughs> absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but it's um, but it's it's incredible to think about. Um, like right now, the world's so busy; we get mm-hmm. so distracted. We have all the social media, the Facebook, the Instagram, and all that stuff that keep our minds going everywhere, and it's so hard to focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact is that you know we're getting all this this data, you know, bypassing the gate. And there's a lot of people and, you know, depressed. There's a lot of people that, especially with COVID going on and the lack of interaction Mm -hmm. and, you know, that power to reach our subconscious mind and to, you know, change our state and to put positive things in there that people don't realize that that's there and it's accessible to them. Mm -hmm. And so they, 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 constantly get bombarded with the negative, you know, with all the news and all that stuff. Absolutely. And it just becomes a downward spiral. Yeah, you it know, takes a conscious effort, I think, too, to yeah. admit the negative. Yeah. Right. It it really it really does. Like I haven't watched the news in, in years, to be mm-hmm. perfectly honest with you. Because like I know what's going on in the world for the most part. But you know mm-hmm. you you watch the news and it, again it's so many they, they switch screens a lot. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of just constant telling this story. Then this person talks and that person talks. And the, like you said, intentional conscious focus to say, okay, what's something positive that I can feed my mind right now? You know, whether it be Absolutely. a song, mm-hmm. you know, whether it just be calling up a friend or to be something like that, mm-hmm. um, a book, you know, Lots mm-hmm. of I read a lot of books, but I listen to a lot of books, mm-hmm. um, which again I think helps me a, a ton. Helps mm-hmm. me a real ton because I I used to be in a very negative place a lot, 
mm-hmm. you know, and I had to start reshape my mind. I had to be intentional about it. Like you said. Yes. You know? Yeah. What spurred that intentionality for you? Um, really like I would look at, at, I always had a love for people. Mm-hmm. And so even when I was like in a dark place, like I would go out and I would be your best friend because I never wanted you to feel how I felt. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and I, but I was look at people like Martin Luther King. I would look at people like Bob Marley. I would look at people um, like Abraham Lincoln, you mm-hmm. know, and say, okay, look at all the good that they did, mm-hmm. you know, and like, how, do, how, how do they think? How do they look at the world? Mm-hmm. You no, know, because it's obviously different than what I'm seeing. It's yeah. different than how I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so um, that's when I started kind of digging into things. Um, you know, I was reading my Bible more than mm-hmm. getting into more personal development. Um, how and that's old were you when that shift happened? Um, that shift happened when I was in college. So it was, I was probably around 23. 23. Okay. When that happened. Uh Yeah. Where I felt like all the outside things, I was quote unquote winning at that, but Mm -hmm. it still felt so empty. Mm -hmm. And I knew there had to be more. Yeah. And I've always been drawn to the, the, the spirit, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. But I've always kind of uh, ignored it because it wasn't cool. Um, ah, so. Who was not cool to? Like, yeah. sort of cast you as like sort of woo woo. Is that what you mean? Yeah, just like the woo woo hippie. <laughs> right. That's what you think of most, most people. I think it's, it's a little more accepted now, but. Oh, like, yeah. You know. No, I agree. It is more accepted. Now. Right. Yeah. We're, we're talking like um, like 14 years ago at this point, 15 mm-hmm. years ago. And it's like, you know, it was a little less like, uh, you know, Especially as as a as a man, mm-hmm. you know, you're the just get things done, take action. You don't need happiness. You don't need spirit. Spirit. Mm. Let's go drink some beers and and break things. <laughs> That's spirit. Yeah, watch <laughs> some sports, right? That's yeah, exactly. Spirit. That's yeah. the spirit. Right. <laughs> you know, and so um, but but for me, I knew I had to get something deeper because my life was just feeling so empty. Even though, you know, I on the outside, I was being successful, going to a great school, mm-hmm. um, had tons of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I was healthy and everything else, but it was just, ugh, it was just mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is a turning point for a lot of people. That yeah. feeling, I mean, some people act on it, mm-hmm. right? Others choose not to, and they'll often become more depressed if they choose yeah. not to listen really inside like what's going on. And then it sounds like you really became a seeker. Like, let me look at and and read and listen and do all of that to these yeah. great thinkers. Right. Well, how is their mind working? Yeah, no, it, exactly. And it's because um, I think at when you're at that point, you have a choice. You know, we'll just stick to two choices. There's another third choice we won't talk about right now. But well, no, I want to know now. What's the third <laughs> choice? I wanna, let's talk well, about the two and then the third one. Now okay, I'm now well, my the, curiosity. The two, the two. We have two positive choices and one negative choice. Okay. All right. Okay. So the two positive. Well, I won't even call it two positives. Actually, this <laughs> one neutral. <laughs> one positive, right, one a, negative. A negative, a positive, and a neutral. This works. Yeah, so, this works. All right. So the positive is. Um, essentially do do what I did. You start seeking to grow. Yes. Okay. okay. 
Gotcha. You, you start growing yourself. You start increasing your own self-awareness mm-hmm. and see where that path takes you. Okay. The neutral, which can end up being the downward spiral, is that you just work harder. Oh, and that's yeah. what a lot of people do. Right. They try to just push through it, you know, maybe a little bit more success, maybe a little bit more whatever is all yes. I need. Yeah, you know? they think the the better car or the handbag or the shoes, something yeah. material will give them that satisfaction they're seeking. Yeah, and yeah. before I mention the third one, the um, that always, well, it always, it's still just kind of questions to me the whole midlife crisis for people. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's part of it is where they they lose that voice. They, they ignore that voice that's inside of them, that, that authenticity, mm-hmm. that, that yearning to, to be released. Um, yeah. And they just work harder. They achieve, achieve, achieve. And then they get to a point where it's like, okay, now I have all the things. I have the family. I have the money. I have the cars. I have the status. Mm-hmm. And it's still empty. It's still nothing. Yeah, like where's the happiness? Right, you know. Right. So like they all go this back. Stuff is supposed to bring me happiness. Exactly, and then and, does it? Yeah. And then they go back to the last thing they remembered being happy, which a lot of times their teenage years, right? Mm-hmm. When they were just kind of living free, they go back yeah. to that. Think that's that's what was happy then. Let me do yeah. that. The old um, car made me happy when I was yeah. Like, <laughs> right, <a lot> <laughs> like oh my god, <laughs> any car. <right? laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. You know, yeah. and the last and the, the negative part, you know, is just people just intoxicate themselves. You oh know? yeah. Absolutely. You know, or right. you know, eventually just end it. But it's a lot yeah. of people just drug themselves, so they That's don't have true. to feel that. Um, That's true. Yes. Yeah. And so it's it's, but at the same time, it's always a choice. Mm-hmm. Always a choice. Yeah, I think that is such an interesting. Um, it is really interesting to say that it is always a choice, yeah. right? Because no matter what, in some aspect, that becomes true, right? Like, yeah. absolutely, we have cultural factors that shape us mm-hmm. and um, all kinds of things that shape us that are outside of our conscious awareness. Right. But there does come a point when the choice becomes apparent, yeah, right? So right. it's like, all right, I, I can pause here. I can check in or I can choose not to do that. I can yeah. ignore and drug and numb, right? Right, right. Yeah. And I like how you said how the choice becomes apparent. And mm-hmm. I think that's important because even though it's always a choice, we're not always aware that we're making a choice. Yeah. You know, sometimes we think what we're doing is the only choice. Absolutely. You know, which again can be a problem for a lot of people. And it's it's the self-awareness, it's that it's this what's been programmed in our mind, it's that belief system that you're seeing through, you know, what lens are you seeing through at that time mm-hmm. that makes you either feel like you have a choice or not. Yes. Yeah. So I know you're big into authenticity. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I see this as related to Mm -hmm. authenticity. Like, can you tune in to what is authentic to you in that moment? Even if it does go against, you know, everything that, that seems to be influencing you, let's say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how do you see that? in action with people? Um, 
I think I think the biggest way is is really first being open to accepting that your voice may be different from the people around you. Mm-hmm. I think that's is where we have to start because yeah. if you don't start there, what I see with people is that they'll think they'll have their first thought, but then they'll put it through that filter. Okay. What's my mom, my dad, my spouse, my cousins, my friends going to think, okay, mm-hmm. let me shift that a little bit. It's like, Oh yeah, this is the real me. Um, mm-hmm. Because there's you one thing all the time, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, I can't do that. <laughs> my mom would kill me. Now, sometimes that's good. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like do not do something, <laughs> do something to make your grandma proud. Okay. Like imagine right. your grandma watching you. That <laughs> 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 When my daughter studied abroad in Italy last year, and during uh-huh. orientation, there's, you know, um, I don't know, probably 200 parents sitting there or something. Yeah. There's kids or whatever that went, right? But the (laughs) presenter actually said this, like, okay, their brains aren't quite developed yet, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so the thing to tell them is that do not do anything that you don't think your grandmother would approve of, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all right, that's probably good advice for like an 18-year-old going. Yeah. Uh, overseas right right and and, the, and that's it's like we're and we're, we're growing in that we're growing in we that are, environment we are, you know right we're but taught that over time. and over again yes it's like at yeah. some point what if i break from what my grandma thinks like right? Right. how do i tune into my own voice and say okay i disagree with grandma here right. it's not a safety <laughs> issue maybe maybe it is a safety issue i don't know, you know? <laughs> I and, disagree that, with grandma. and that comes down to like really looking at the the values and the and the core you know mm-hmm. as far as as me as my authentic self i love people mm-hmm. period okay so my actions need to line up with how i look and care about people yeah okay so if you ask me to do something that may hurt somebody you know then that goes against my values mm-hmm. that goes against like my, the core of who I am, you know, the, the actions on the outside are kind of secondary to all the values that authentic, this is your, your core system that you work off of, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then like all the little things, like when you start raising your awareness, you know, say you laugh at a joke, but then I'm sure you've happened to you, right? You've laughed at a joke and then like five minutes later, like, why am I like laughing at that? It wasn't really that funny. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) But it's like everybody else was laughing. So I was like, yeah, I guess, you know, but, and it's like, that's, that's that voice. And they're telling you, it's like, look at Liz, we don't, we don't really agree with that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And so. No, I, listen, I grew up with (laughs) parents who would leave family reunions. Mm because they didn't agree with the jokes, okay? Or they didn't agree with how they were treating a baby, you know, yeah. or a toddler yeah. or something. Um, um, yeah, I was taught that very early, That's right? That's good. That's awesome. And at the same time, it's like you get into certain environments as you develop where you do that. You're like, what am I, what am I doing here? Like, <laughs> like I laughed at that. And that's not even very funny. And it goes against my values. And it goes against my values, yes. right. 
And like, where is that part of me that needs to stand up? Right. right. And leave the reunion or leave the party or, you know, whatever it is or say something. Exactly. Or just say something or even just choose like, sorry, I didn't think that was funny. Yeah. You know, that's not funny. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, and, we all we all had that little conversation inside, and it's about raising your awareness to pay attention to those little conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's things that, like, I was born in the Bronx, mm-hmm. and then I grew up mostly in Boston. And mm-hmm. you know, even though I love people, I I grew very efficient at talking trash, mm-hmm. and so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like trash talking occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> like when sports are on, in particular, sport, yeah, obviously you have to. Yes. <laughs> it's like the language. It is. It is the language of sports. I really agree with you there. So, yes. So it's like it, but it came down to times where I was like, okay, I'm saying these things, and like even though get a good laugh and stuff like that, but at the same time, the back of my mind is like. That wasn't really that nice. Style. He's like, uh, you can uh-huh. do, you can do better than that. You know, mm-hmm. more, more encouragement. Um, unless I can make jokes while saying encouraging things, mm-hmm. not, I don't have to make a joke while kind of degrading them. Absolutely. Whether they even know I'm joking or not, doesn't matter. But sticking yes. to that values that, no, I want to build you. I want yeah. to help, you know, give you power. You know, I don't want to tear you down in any type of way. Yes. You know, so it was like yeah. changing some of my old habits, how I talk to people, mm-hmm. um, how I deal with certain situations, mm-hmm. um, you know. So that is really finding like what feels authentic to you. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And I know for me, like there have been friends throughout my life or groups that I've been with that really brought out, I would say my shadow side. Yeah. Right. And I even, mm-hmm. I have a really close friend now and, and sometimes we'll talk and I'm like, okay, look, this is the, the like little dark piece of my heart. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> and we're very accepting of that, you know, but it's also like, all right, that's not the person I really want to be. Yeah. You know? So yeah. We, we talk it out like that too. But, um, but it is making a choice. I think it eventually that comes sometimes with uh, someone who makes a shift. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's a trauma that happens. Sometimes yeah. that's just uh, internal listening, like we were talking about, like, hey, mm-hmm. something's going on here, where someone decides, who am I going to be? Right. right. Yeah. It, and it's it's huge because it makes to me, in my eyes, from my experience, it makes all the difference in your relationships. You being able to talk to your friend about, you know, the shadow you is something that builds that bond, that builds that true, transparent relationship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even in, in a marriage, when you have two people that are being who they think the other person wants to be, or if I pretend to be a certain way because this is how I believe husbands are supposed to act, talk, dress, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, I'm not really even in that relationship. You know? Oh, agreed. Yeah. They're just, they're with a character that I created, which is, you know, a fiction of my imagination, <laughs> you know? Yes. And yeah. So, and it's, it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. So it's, it's me allowing myself to be authentic, you know, with my wife, gives her a 
my my whole heart, gives her my whole spirit, and also too allows her the freedom and space to be herself. Mm-hmm. You know, which then you can create a real connection because without that, it's always going to be kind of everything's going to be at face value. It's going to be kind of fake. Um, yes, and feel not, fake, not feel yeah. like depth and supportive and you know, this is not the person I can go to if I'm really feeling a certain right. way or talk about anything. Right. You know, I often hear that in my office. And and I'll have to say sometimes that is difficult. It takes courage. Yeah, it does. On the part of the person. I'll, um, there is recently my husband, he's a newish husband. He's for going yeah. on like two years here. Yeah. <laughs> Second one, right? The newish one. Um, and he, I'm not on Facebook very much. I decided, I made a conscious decision to yeah. really take the app off my phone, reduce my usage. And it's nice. made a huge difference for me actually. Yeah. But um, he posted something on there and I said to him, you know, you're referring to me. And he's yeah. like, what? And I was like, well, how does it feel to be married to someone like that? You know, that he was putting down. He's like, uh, and I was like, okay, let's talk about it. Right. Like <laughs> this is a part of me. Right. And right. I don't think that I'm a bad person because I have this certain thought or something like that, you know? Right. Like I think people have all kinds of feelings. Yeah. It's what they do with those that really right. matter. It's how, the actions that they choose. hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. If we get into condemning people just for having a thought, mm-hmm. then I think that's dangerous. It, it shuts down conversation instead of opening it up. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And it's like, you know, I always say that, that we're not, that we're not our thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. we're the, that awareness, that consciousness that says, why am I thinking that right now? Or yeah. who, who said that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or let me just check this out. Right. right? Like, right. where is, is it coming from? Where is it this coming grandma, from? Right? Mm-hmm. Or is this grandma? Right. Is this me? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Right. right. And it's it's um and allowing allowing that conversation to happen again creates creates that that connection, creates that real because again, we're spiritual people, like you said, our our emotions mm-hmm. we make so many decisions, most every decision really based on our emotions, even though we back it up with logic. Yes. Um to make it sound like we thought it out, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I would disagree with you a little bit. <laughs> Some people I'm really do make the I'm polarizing right now. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think when it feels authentic, it's coming from both. It's coming from both. That's it, my experience. Yeah, right. But because it, if it's, it only comes it. from logic, there's something <laughs> that feels a little empty about that sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Or if it's only coming from feeling then sometimes that doesn't feel balanced either. Right, right. Yeah. We can get we can get in trouble just going 100% off feeling. Um, <laughs> we, we could. Getting lots of trouble. <laughs> 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 so, but, you know, but at the same time, we are, we are emotional people. The stronger emotions that we have, they make the bigger imprint in our subconscious mind. Agreed. You know, it, it yeah. stuff that drives us, you know, going towards pleasure, avoiding pain, all that is through emotion. Oh, yes. You no. Know? Yes. My mentor always says the subconscious mind speaks through feelings. Yeah. Right. The conscious right. mind speaks through words. Yeah. And that's like, okay, yes. And we're tuning into the feelings. Mm-hmm. Our, our words may be like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But the, con- the subconscious mind is talking 
through mm-hmm. our feelings, through our bodily right. reactions and what's going on. And then yeah. it often takes a conscious mind to check that out and see yeah. what is going on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's crazy how, how that all works and how so many, how much of it works without our awareness, you know, yes. if it, if it all happening. You yes. Know? Yeah. So in your perspective, I know you, you do coaching, you work with people around finding authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What is like a, a couple of tips or even just one <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, that people can use to help, help themselves feel authentic, to get in touch with their authentic self? I would say, honestly, to be quiet and listen. Mm. You know, that's one thing that, especially with everything that we've been talking about, especially with social media and just the hecticness of being, particularly in the U.S., um, mm-hmm. just to quiet, just to quiet yourself and listen, because mm. that voice is always speaking. It's always there. Yes. You just have to slow down enough to actually hear it. Mm-hmm. So and, when you say um, quiet yourself and listen, mm-hmm. can you give us like a picture of that? Like what would that look like on a, yeah. on a daily or weekly basis? So one thing, one thing actually, um, when I was on my rant this morning, I told you earlier uh-huh. today on Facebook about. Yeah, now I have um, to go look, you know, yeah. right? <laughs> like, what did Dolly say today? Yeah, <laughs> it was like like half an hour of me just rambling on. But okay. um, but uh, one thing I did, I, I challenged the audience. I'm going to challenge your audience too. Okay. Okay. Is to sit down and think about how you want to show up in your relationships in your world. So. Mm-hmm. This is not like goal setting, all material stuff. How do you want to be? How do you want to treat your spouse? How do you want to treat your kids? How do you want to, how, what kind of person do you want to be at work? How do you want to speak to people? How do you want to be seen? Okay, and be real about it. Not, not thinking about where you are right now, but in your ideal world, take five, 10 minutes, just quietly reflect on, on yourself and just think, if my ideal self showed up, how would I want to show up in this situation, in these situations? And that will start giving you an idea how you want to live. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then from there, you can take it and say, okay, what are some things I may need to focus more on? So okay? first tune into the values. Like Turn what in, do you want to create? Exactly. Internally. Exactly. Yeah. Not material stuff. Not materialistic. Your own just, values. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just what, what, people yeah you know, just yeah people. with people right yeah, right and then what do I want to do with that that'll guide what you do with it exactly exactly because then from you can say all right you know what I need to be more patient with my kids I would love to be more patient with my kids because I want to connect with them and then now just doing that will raise your awareness of when you're not being patient uh-huh. and may even get you to just kind of snap back and just slow down for a second and take a breath mm-hmm. you know and say you know what this is not how I want to show up. Let me show up like I know I can. Yeah, I agree. It takes that awareness first, that intention and yeah. commitment. Yeah. It takes commitment. So um, I work with a lot of parents in my practice and often yeah. a common thing is how do I stop yelling? Yeah. Right? So it's like, all right, I can give you 
a hundred ways to stop yelling. Right? There's right. actually <laughs> actually a website, Orange Rhino, that's yeah. been around for quite a while now. She'll give you like 500 ways to stop yelling, <laughs> right? but none of them will work right. without the commitment right. to stop yelling, without the commitment to say, okay, I want to show up a different way, Yeah. right? I want to yeah. show up as patient or loving or just pausing. I want to show up as pausing before yeah. I yell, you know, that will change it completely, yeah. right? Yeah, right? Right. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. I agree with you. Well, yeah. What do you think the difference is between like someone doing that and sort of like acting like that person mm-hmm. and and being really that person? Um, the difference is the intention um, or rather the, the motive behind it. Okay. If I'm, if I'm trying to be more patient because I just believe that's what you want from me, mm-hmm. then that's just another um, requirement that I'm trying to change myself to get your acceptance. Ah. Okay. Versus <laughs> this is a value that I feel is important to me and I want to live it. You know, it's really, it's not for your acceptance. Uh-huh. It's more for me living my truth. Got it. So when's more like the, the false self? Yeah. It's say. more the outside influence. That I need to create this character to get acceptance. Uh You know, me um, loving people is not because I want people to like me better. Mm -hmm. Even if you hate me, I'm going to love you. So Mm -hmm. that's that's your problem. Yeah, (laughs) we need more people like you in the world. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so it's it's not it's it's it helps me to accept me because I know I'm living my truth, Mm -hmm. and so I can I can love and I can be fully present and I can do those things because I know that it's coming from my spirit, my soul, my subconscious, and I feel congruent. And that's one big piece. I feel congruent with myself. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there that really just feel like something's off all the time. And that's part of it. Yeah. That's part of it. Um, that's true. I'm going to challenge you a little bit about yeah. on this. Is that okay? Oh, of course. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Um, so let's say you have two people who are in a relationship. Yeah. And one says to the other one, hey, I want you to be more patient. Mm-hmm. Okay. So person number two says, well, I really love this person. Yeah. And, you know, I don't truly want to be more patient. I don't see what the problem is. Like, right. you know, <laughs> right. What's the problem with like, hurry up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know, like, <laughs> right. Right. But this person wants me to be more patient. Like, mm-hmm. where do you see the truth? Like, where do we find the truth there? The truth? Um, I think we go, I'm trying to think of a short version. So I would go, I would go one to their beliefs about what patience is. The person that doesn't want to be patient will do like one at a time, right? So okay. yeah. I would say, okay, what is your beliefs about being patient? Why, why do, don't you think it's necessary? Or what do you think it means for you? Is it taking away from you? Is it making you mm-hmm. feel like, okay, I don't have time for this for whatever reason, what's going on there? Because uh-huh. um, it could just be uh, something surface level that they just believe about they have to move at a certain speed. Yeah. You know? So if there's a false belief in there and we break that, then that, that situation becomes much easier. Um, yeah. If, if that can't be broken, we don't find anything there, mm-hmm. then we just go to the motives of, 
how do you want to how do you want to show up for her mm-hmm. right so showing up for her how, how, do you want to be loving do you want to be caring do you want to be you know on time. okay on time <laughs> <laughs> you know so so um so it's like what does that look like mm-hmm. for you so it's either going to be either could be a belief there just about not being patient okay. because again that again i know this is just a random example but yeah. but that particular situation that lack of patience could end up being something hurtful in many different scenarios absolutely you know yes but we'll just say it's not for today and then <laughs> <Okay>. um but <laughs> so you know we would attack that but then we would just go into okay you you being your best self for your partner Mm-hmm. You know, you giving that love to your partner and your partner's accepting love in this way, mm-hmm. you know, so then it's not necessarily about the patience. It's about I'm giving my partner the best love that they can feel right now by doing these things. Okay, got it. All right. So if that becomes, if that starts feeling inauthentic, then it should really be looked at again. It should really be looked at again because, like for for instance, if um, my wife likes, uh, you know, she loves every to clean everything all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and me, I'm less so. But okay. there's certain things that she may want me to do. I don't mm-hmm. think I necessarily need to do it, but at the same time, I do it because my motivation is I love her, mm-hmm. you know. So. Yeah. I'm respecting because my values is I'm going to respect and honor her. Mm-hmm. So me doing these things is not being incongruent with myself because those things don't change who I am. Got it. Okay. It's just, it's just a form of me showing respect and honor for her, which is who I am. Ah, so, so it's going to the like deeper level of values. It's going to the deeper level of values. So if I chose not to do it because mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't need to do it, mm-hmm. then I would be actually breaking my true value of that love of, of treating her with respect of honoring her. I would be actually breaking that. And that would actually ignite probably more friction between us. Not because I'm doing it because I'm actually fighting against myself. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think sometimes that gets um, put onto the other person. Right. When the person's like fighting themselves. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's, that's. But I think I, that's a great way to look at it. All right. That's, like that's one thing. I mean, no, it's me. It's with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. And that was, that was one thing. Um, even in, even in my, my marriage, we're going, we're coming up uh, next year will be 10 years. Ooh, and awesome. um, yeah, it, it's like me me learning this stuff. For this was after we got married. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't being fully authentic when we first started. Um, we were both kind of battling, trying to figure things out mm-hmm. and all that. And me just coming to a point, even what I said to my wife, too, it was like, you know what? I'm just going to be me. I'm mm-hmm. going to be authentic. I'm going to be real. And I need you to just be you. And we mm-hmm. have to figure this thing out from there. You know, <laughs> yeah. But um, but the more I I'm fighting internally with myself, the more I'm gonna see the world at war. Mm-hmm. Because that's the energy that I have. Yeah. You know, 
um, I'm constantly in turmoil. I'm constantly in with tension. Mm-hmm. Um, it's extremely hard to have patience with my kids with, with if I'm internally battling. Absolutely. Because um, I'm, I'm going to be exhausted all the time. Yes. Yeah. I think your emotional energy is tied yeah. up in that. Exactly. And then that exactly. translates into less physical energy. Right. Like expressive right. energy left over for other people, relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The world. It's, exactly. Exactly. And that's why it's so... To me, it's so, so important to understand that authentic self and accept, accept that authentic self because that's your key to connecting with people on a, on a real level and being more patient and being more understanding and not being as offended and all those things. Like even with the fences, most of the time, if I called you purple, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't care, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> and but if I, if I said something else, you know, there's a good chance that you might get offended. Mm-hmm. But the reason is that subconsciously you have some belief about that particular thing that I poked at, you yes. know, and you think that's a point of rejection for you. Mm-hmm. And so you, you turn into fight mode, mm-hmm. defend yourself. Yeah. When we accept ourselves authentically, then we love ourselves, the good and the bads. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean no word would ever taint you or hurt you a little bit, right. but you're so much quicker to get over that. You're so much quicker to get past that because you're not looking for their acceptance. Who cares if they think that I'm too fat, yes. too tall, too thin, too whatever. Yeah. Like, it becomes more about them than you. Right. Like right. that's about let, them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But let them deal with that. I don't care. <laughs> you right. know? I'm going to tell my husband that tonight. <laughs> that's more about you, honey. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> You listen to this and you'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear him telling me that when I say, could you take out that trash, please? That's more about you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it is actually. I do. It is. It's completely about me. I definitely want the trash taken out. <laughs> but listen, we're coming to the end of our interview. Thank you yeah. so much for being here. I've really enjoyed our it was an awesome time, conversation. Definitely. Please let people know how to find you if they'd like to work with you and what kind of work that you do. I know you're a coach, but you also do speaking, right? And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll do speaking and, and training. training. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I believe I'm, I'm putting together a workshop for later this month. Um, not later this month, next month, November. Okay. And um, that's going to really be on, on mindset, clarity, purpose, and digging into the authentic, authenticity. Oh, fantastic. So that's yeah. November 2020. I'll, get, I'll try to get this out before then. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, if, yeah if it's, it, we'll, get it, we'll, we'll get it when you get it. It's fine. Okay. But, right. um, Where do they find you then? Yeah. So right now, the best place, easiest way to find me really is on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to my personal page, Naftali Anderson, um, or my business page, Naftali D. Anderson. And I also have an Instagram, Naftali D. Anderson. But the best place to find me is on Facebook. Uh, just message me. Great. Um, love to just talk to people. people. Yes, I can. So Naftali is I'm going to use the whole name in thingy me jiggy, right? So N as in, N as in Nancy, A as in Adam, P as in Paul, H as in Harry, T as in Tom, A as in Adam, L as in Lee, I. And then last name's Anderson. All right. So you can find me there. And I'm um, impressed. I, I imagine you've had to do that your whole life. So. Oh, so many times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So please look 
Natalie up. And um, if, you, if you're interested in taking one of his workshops or working with him, because you do one-on-one. You yes. do one-on-one work one-on-one. as well. One-on-one, definitely. definitely. Okay, great. And again, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. truly enjoying today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. Finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way, more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Peace.